0: Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Boutique Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra, and I have a special show for you today. We've been hearing a lot, I think, about the importance of community in our lives and having friends and mentors and just a community of like-minded people around us to do life with. And we're going to take it to a whole nother level today and talk about how you build a strong community on social media, because that can be tricky. So Emily's here with me. You guys know her. I love her. She's been (laughs) hanging out with us for years and um, she's a social media genius. And when it comes to community, she really has a heart to help other entrepreneurs, make sure that their communities are thriving as she's done with the boutique workshop community, the boutique collective community for me. And so we're going to just visit with Emily today. Hey, how are you doing?
1: good i'm excited i told i texted you about this and i just think this is a good topic because it's hard it's hard it's complex obviously when you aren't really sure where to start and what to do but once you have kind of the almost like daily tasks for it it really breaks it down which is nice too
0: yeah this is going to be a good conversation today and we were just chatting a little bit offline before we started about how social media Can really feel like a one way street, Mm. I think, just in how it's created because we post, post, post. So we're shoving information or products. If you're a boutique owner listening, you're shoving your information, you're shoving your products in front of people, hoping that something you do will catch their attention in all of the noise. And we forget that, just like anything else in business, we're Mm. just building community and we're having conversation. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, We've been really intentional with our free group, the Boutique Collective, which is maybe how you guys found us here on the podcast in the first place. If not, make sure you join our free group, the Boutique Collective for Boutique Owners. But we really work on having a a vibrant and thriving community over there. And we want to bring some of those tips and tricks to you guys today. With our conversation, so Emily, let's get started. You were sharing some stats with me. Let's yeah. talk about what you have discovered when it comes to building community on a social platform.
1: Yeah. So I'll recite those stats again, and it's um, an article from from Colorado State University. And I think I think this is a good way to start this episode, just so you understand the importance of doing customer service online and making connections with your online com- customers. Um, 75% of people will likely post something positive about your brand. If you make meaningful social media connections, that's huge. That's such a big that's number, such a big number. Yes. And then um, another one is if you give a positive social media customer experience, 71% of your consumers will likely recommend your brand to others, which word of mouth is amazing. That's really yes. a great seller. And then lastly, customers will spend 20 to 40% more if you engage and respond to them through social media, which again, so we can all do a higher ticket value, right? Yeah. Um, but I think just reading those stats, I think we really often forget that there's a huge similarity between brick and mortar customers and online customers, right? They're both paying customers. It's more just about, you know, how do we switch to sell to the online customers? How do we service them? Because it's pretty easy in a brick and mortar, right? Like you show up, you talk to them, you style them, whatever, they're there, it's just a lot easier. And I think maybe we get confused about, because we can't see people online. That's like, it is, it's hard, because it feels like a one-way street because you can't see them really. You can't interact with them like you normally would. But really, there's so many different strategies you can use to interact with them. And it's very similar to brick and mortar. And the end goal is the same, too, right? We want them to buy. We want them to be loyal to our brand. We want to have a connection with them. Um, So I like to think whenever I try to tell people how to do online customer service, I try to remind them that it is similar to brick and mortar selling. And if you put your mindset in that way, to me it seems it it's a lot easier if you just think yeah. of it well if i was in a brick and mortar how would this look like then i feel like we almost take it a little bit more seriously or it, and it can be more fun too right because i feel like when you're in a brick and mortar there's all these fun new exciting things to do and i think you also get to see it happening you know in real life which is a bit more fun but I think you can really translate that to customer service online too, which is. Yeah.
0: So you're saying when you would write a post or when you would answer a comment, think about it like it's a real conversation or you're really merchandising a a table up front in your store or you're suggesting a product to someone who just walks in.
1: Yep, exactly. (laughs) And there's, you know, so many different things. So one of the main things I actually suggest to people is to start DMing your customers. Your new customers, your old customers, DM them. That's already a huge list of customers that you have. And then when you get new ones, so there's different ways that you can DM them. So I think people get confused on that too. Is it weird that I just randomly messaged my customers? I don't think so. Because if they came into your brick and mortar, you would talk to them. So why is it weird to talk to them online? You know, so yeah. And if if they don't like it, because I get that a lot, you know, where we suggest,
0: hey, if you have a Facebook group or a private VIP group and you're not getting engagement, start DMing, reaching out. And, you know, my clients will say, well, what if they don't like it? What if someone, so here's a real life example. We've been DMing to invite people to make sure that boutique owners all around the world know about the Boutique Collective. It's a free group, free information. And we have a challenge coming up. We want to make sure people know if we do a masterclass. And so we've been DMing and we had, I had a response. I don't know. It was an Instagram DM, I think a week ago. And the gal said, cause we just said, Hey, can we invite you? You know, we never just yeah. throw links. We don't spam, but we ask, have a conversation. Hey, this yeah. is Sierra. Can I invite you? I think you'd like it. And she said, no, thank you. And I said, not a problem. Have an yeah. awesome day. And she responded. Yeah. Thanks you too. Right. So if people don't want it, they can say no thanks or ignore the message. Yeah. But for that one that has said, no, thank you. How many have we had? Yes. And wow, thank you for the information. I yes. not know this was a thing, right? It's so, so weird. We get it. all awkward with, yeah. with it when it comes to DMing.
1: But then I also yeah. think it's weird when, why isn't it awkward when you're in a brick and mortar? I mean, I guess maybe the difference there is they're choosing to come into your store. But I just once you i think once you translate it to if i were in a brick and mortar would i not say anything to them when they walked in that's what i see it as so if you get a new follower dm them immediately and i think of it as saying hey when a customer walks into your brick and mortar and when you so there's different ways that you can dm people one of the things is obviously if you get a new customer say hey thanks for following here's a you know code for 10 percent off whatever you want to do um, it's a, can be a one-time use, obviously, but it's just a nice thank you and something a little bit more. And then you can also DM your current customers because we don't want to forget about them, right? They've already made right. the conscious decision to follow along. You can DM them and say, hey, thanks so much for supporting me. Here's, again, 10% off as a thank you. And you can even honestly use that to your advantage too of asking them questions like, what's been your favorite product so far, or let us know if you want to see something else in the store, just, you know, customer surveys, basically, which is helpful always. Um, And also with DMS, there are so many different strategies you can use. So what's nice with DMS is now we have the option of voice messaging and video messaging, which scare people. I get it. It's very scary, (laughs) but the more you just do it anyway, if you're scared and do it anyway, the better it can be. So I had someone who they started doing the video messages of, hey, thanks for following me. Um, I'm going to you know, send you a 10 percent off coupon after this, whatever. And they got so many good responses and then they got purchases. And that's I think, great. Yeah. But I think that the key part there is when you send a voice message or a video message, it really is very similar to being in a brick and mortar. Because what you would say to someone who walked into your store is probably very similar to what you would DM them. But then they also get to hear your voice and they get to see you, which is going to definitely increase loyalty and definitely going to increase the chances of purchasing, right? Because if you just texted it, that's very different than them watching a video of you and seeing your personality and how you talk. And, you know, it's just very different. But that is, we have some really great... Strategies that we can use in the DMs, and I don't think we're utilizing them.
0: Yeah, and let's dig in even a little deeper yeah. for those of you listening that have a private Facebook group.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what
0: we've been talking about is more, you know, at the followers for Instagram, followers on Facebook, people that purchase, or maybe brand new followers. But this really needs to be used when it comes to yes. a private Facebook group. So, we keep hearing, you know, like no one in my group is engaged, no one's seeing my posts. And we like to complain a lot, right, about why everything doesn't work and why we can't control the algorithm and all of those pieces. But what can you control?
1: Because you're
0: never going to control the algorithm. You're not Mm -hmm. in charge of it. You don't own the platform. No. but what can you control you can control the community inside your group the conversation happening inside your group and like you mentioned a couple of minutes ago stop forgetting about the people who already buy from you yes we keep thinking how do I get more followers more yep. people into my group more people purchasing meanwhile this beautiful warm little group of maybe a hundred or maybe a mm-hmm. thousand in your group is getting ignored you're mm-hmm. posting you're not answering comments you're not dming them you're not tagging them you're not engaging. Talk to us about how we can bring better conversation and community into our private groups.
1: Yeah. So number one, DMing. We already talked about that. You already have a huge, basically, leads list, right, of customers DMing them. But also you made a huge point here, which again is really gets lost, is making sure to reply to every single comment. A like isn't enough, right? It, to me, if you again think about it this way, if a customer came into your brick and mortar and they said something to you and you just smiled and didn't respond, that's weird. It feels really yeah. dismissive. That's a good word for it. Is dismissive. That's what it kind of feels like. So just responding to every single comment. That's a really good culture to, you know, show in your group. And then that's going to encourage them to do that too right to try right. to keep responding and whatnot but it also looks good for you to not necessarily have the last word but it kind of is so even if somebody says this top is pretty usually people will just like it you should respond and say thanks i you know anything you could really say anything or you can use it to your advantage too and explain how to style it because that's a huge way to sell. You can say, oh, I think this would be a really great color for your skin color or your complexion, whatever that may be. Use your styling and customer service that you would do in a brick and mortar into the comments. And that's a big one is making sure you're responding to all of your comments. I think that that builds a huge community. I know, Sierra, you do that. You could have 300 comments and you're going through and responding to them. And you can, you know, pull it in the way you
0: time block and manage. You don't have to yes. sit all day long. Like, did someone mm-hmm. comment? Oh, I need to. You know, I'll go in in the morning. I've done it already this morning. I'll go back in this, this yeah. afternoon. Go through, make sure there's nobody else. You know, that saw it that I can respond to. So just put it on your checklist, your daily checklist, or have someone that works for you do that. But make sure that you're going through. I. That's the biggest thing. Like a pet peeve of <laughs> mine, yep. when I do a boutique audit yeah. and I look at groups, and I see people are so discouraged because their algorithm isn't showing their posts, or they're not getting mm-hmm. sales, and yet people are talking to them, yes, you know, saying this is cute. I have a question, mm-hmm. and they're not getting a response. I just think that is such low hanging fruit. Yes, bad customer service. Like get in there daily and respond as best you can you know, Mm -hmm. to those comments. Have conversation. Yes. Because we've all been in a brick and mortar where you walk in and you'll even say hi to someone behind the counter. And they don't even answer you or acknowledge you. They just keep chatting with their Mm -hmm. friends. You know, that's what it feels like when you're not communicating.
1: Yeah. And again, I think just trying to put yourself in the brick and mortar and just trying to it helps me visualize if you're a visual person, which usually a lot of boutique owners are because we have to be creative. But if you just put yourself in that spot of, okay, what would this look like in a brick and mortar and kind of play it out that way? Because once I started to do that, I was like, oh, that is really awkward. If, you know, someone came in and they said, oh, this top is so cute. And you just went, you know, you just smiled and didn't say anything. That's very awkward. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, replying to comments is a really great way to build that community, say, in your Facebook group. Um, But another thing, too, is Allowing them to post in there. So obviously you can use it um, as a way that you would approve posts first, just to make sure there's nothing crazy going on in there. But, and making sure you're looking at that daily, because two, what happens is if you allow it and then you never approve the posts, it's pointless. But it's such a fun way to create community in there. If somebody posts a picture of them in a top that they bought from you and you know a cute little selfie, even if it's blurry, I still think it's kind of fun. Everyone can see. You know what everyone else is doing and then it encourages them to do the same but what a great way to build the community in there by having your customers post in there about their experience about things they bought about what they love whatever it may be and then making sure again to respond to those <laughs> I yeah, think that. about that
0: like how many times have we been either working in a brick and mortar or shopping ourselves and you're back in the fitting room you come out or a customer comes mm-hmm. out and another customer says oh my goodness you need yes. to get that that looks yes. so nice on you. To a total stranger, yeah. And everyone is having this beautiful community moment. Yeah. You can bring that into a private Facebook yep. group too. I love that, Emily. By encouraging people, you know, post a picture of yourself. You could even start a thread mm-hmm. like that, like yes. Testimonial Tuesday. Everybody, throw with love about my boutique. What you bought? What you'd mm-hmm. recommend? Really start to make it about the customer yeah, not just shoving products, not yeah. just putting all these flat lays in, hoping people are going to mm-hmm. just make a purchase. And
1: guess what? There is ways, again, amazing strategies online. There are ways to sell without it looking like you're selling. So a great way to do that is, again, what we just said is, you know, the testimonials, you can post that, whatever. Um, but this is a huge engagement That I've done for my clients is posting in there and saying, What's your favorite thing you've purchased from blah blah blah, your boutique? And then it was amazing how many comments we got of people explaining what the item was, why they loved it, pictures of it, like and everyone was then chatting with each other, like, where when did you get that? Oh, I love it. And then we were sending out links, and it didn't we didn't post it necessarily to you know shove a product in anybody's face, but it became a huge selling post. And I think if you portray it in a way that's more fun, and that's not even the the only thing you can do, a great way to sell, quote unquote, without selling, pushing product is this or that posts. People love those or styling posts. These are two really great ways. And this is customer service, too, because styling posts and this or that are very similar to brick and mortar settings too. how you would sell in a brick and mortar. But for this or that post, you can post... You know, two tops that you just got on, got in, and say, which one does everybody love, or this or that. Like it really doesn't have to be super pushy and very minimal caption. You and know, think this about
0: you're in your brick and mortar. Let's say you have a top or a color. You know, you have a collection style on a couple mm-hmm. mannequins. You have, I hope you do, have these yeah. conversations with your customer. I used to talk to my customers all the time. Like they were my best friends. Yeah. So and so would come in and I'd be like, "Oh my goodness, Susan, come here and tell me what you think. Should yeah. I keep this on the mannequin? What do you think? Does that?" And they love that, right? Mm-hmm. Why do they don't feel VIP? Yes, bring it into our social. So instead of thinking so mechanical yes. when you're posting, even in this or that, think about it. Like even if you have to think about a customer's face and their name like you're asking them a question, Mm -hmm. you're posting, you're hoping that they see it and they answer. So you can start a dialogue.
1: Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. And the styling questions is the same too, basically. Yeah.
0: Just asking for people's opinion. And Mm -hmm. sometimes your customers have way better ideas and opinions that, you you know, than you would have ever thought on your own. They can be very creative and buying, you know, buying into your brand and helping you out. So, Mm -hmm. um, okay. Tell us another tip. Any other things that we should be thinking about customer service wise? Or yes. building community using social.
1: So one I want to say, if I have to say another one and I only have, you know, two more minutes, this is what I would say too, is spend time engaging with your customers in the feed. So that doesn't mean just what they've commented on yours. If you which chances are like on Instagram it makes a little bit more sense, um, Facebook business page, you can make it make sense. Just, you know, being friends with other people, or if you know you have say top your top 10 customers go to their feed and interact with them. I think of it as small talk in your brick and mortar. So if you come in and usually you're talking about their, you know, what are they doing that day? Where did they travel from today? What's their plans? Blah, blah, blah. That's a great way to transition it to online. So again, you can go in blindly and just, you know, anybody who's following you on Instagram or following you on Facebook, go to their stuff and just start you know interacting. Um, or you can be a little bit more strategic, too, and say, OK, these are my top, say, 20 people who buy from me pretty regularly. Go in and interact with them. Go in and share, show them that you, you know, care about them, that you appreciate them. I think it's just a really great way to build, again, build a connection, really. And that increases brand loyalty. It increases um, that they'll purchase from you. Obviously we, the stats at the beginning of this episode, they're going to spend more from you or spend more for you. And then they're going to, you know, tell more people about you, which is huge. So the more of a connection you can make with them, the better. And again, don't overcomplicate it. It's really, it doesn't have to be, oh, this is scary. They might not like it. They might think it's weird. Who cares? (laughs) If what like you said earlier too, if, one person out of 10 people thought it was weird. I think I'd call that a good day. <laughs> yes. I, and know. she
0: responded and we still had a yes. great conversation. It was and a guess, great conversation.
1: And guess and what too? And left it on a
0: really good taste in her mouth. Yeah.
1: And guess what too? Her responding, even though she said, no, thank you. Her responding boosted your engagement rate.
0: <laughs> yes. So, and then I responded back. Yes. So I just leave her like, oh, well, she said, no, thank oh, you. You know, you're dead to me. I think
1: that brings a really good point too is – you're you need to respond to the people who are you know uh loving what you're doing. You need to respond to those that aren't either. So I would say probably five out of ten people wouldn't have responded to the lady who said no thank you. But it's so important that we do. It is so yeah. important that we do because like you said, it left a good taste in her mouth. So even though she's not interested now, if she's interested next month, she's going to be much more likely to probably initiate the conversation too but also to respond in a more positive way next time. But if you left her just like (laughs) didn't say anything and stopped interacting with her and all that good jazz, she's never probably gonna become a customer, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. or refer another person, even if she's never interested, she might have someone
1: she thinks could be interested. So I think that's a good, good reminder is that you need to respond to everyone. And that includes people who, Love what you're doing and people who aren't interested. You need to make sure that you're responding to them too. And
0: I think this is a good way to wrap up the call. Hopefully you'll agree with me. You have to say you do, even if you don't have to say. Um, But I think it's more important for us to have a really warm, small, Mm -hmm. amazing group of customers than this massive vanity number behind our profile or in our Facebook group of people that are not engaged. Don't even know what we're doing, are not really part of our community, but wow, we've got a huge number there. Mm -hmm. I think we need to go back to remember that having, you know, thinking about brick and mortar, because we've been talking about that a lot. Having 10 people that walk in and seven of them make a purchase is way better in your day than having 50 people walk in and five people make a purchase. Wow, you got 50 people in the door, but nobody bought because you have such a Mm -hmm. toxic culture in your store. The same thing with social. Having a hundred amazing members in your VIP group that are active, engaged, buying, bringing people in is way better than having that thousand number, Mm -hmm. constantly going out and trying to buy more numbers, right? Buy more people for, you know, by just like blasting stuff out and they're not warm. They don't even know who Mm -hmm. we are, what we're about. Um, That vanity number is really worthless.
1: It really is. And even, I mean, I don't know if you want to discuss this personal wise, but like, We've even just with your masterclass teachings, we've gone back to that organic connection. And yeah. I think we've seen a much better, you know, turnover or a much better conversion than before when it was, you know, how many more people can we reach? Now it's about let's reach, you know, so many and then really engage them and connect with them yeah, and nurture those people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so that's, important. I think this is and actually about- perfect. And a good, a
0: good reminder for all of us, right? Because we like big numbers, we you know, yeah. but we sometimes we let the vanity number take over the meaningful number. And so let's just go back to thinking of each customer as an individual human yes. that wants to connect and they want to be part of a vibrant community. And I think we need to remember to be grateful for each and every one of them. I used to tell my team members yes. this all the time in my brick and mortar, there are a hundred options in this town. Yeah. Customers do not need to choose options. So you better be super thankful every time someone walks through that door and and remember that they write your paycheck. And I think we need to remember that with our social media followers as well. There are hundreds and thousands of options for people to follow boutiques and be in Mm. Facebook groups. They don't have to choose us. So how can we show them we're grateful by building a good community and having a relationship with them? Um, Because they do write our paycheck too, right? At the end of the day.
1: They yeah, do. that. And two, this is a good way to remember too, that they could be shopping at Target. They could be shopping at Walmart, whatever, but guess what Walmart and Target can't do. They can't send them a DM. They can't send every follower yeah. a DM like you could, because again, you do have a smaller number and it's just a little bit easier to make, you know, code, whatever it may be, one-time code, whatever. And that is a great way that sets you apart compared to those big chain stores. And I think that- instead of thinking that i because i do think that we have a bit of a mindset of we're at a disadvantage compared to yes target and whatever which there's some things we do i i, I get that but let's think about how we can pivot and make it an advantage for us you yes. have the capability to dm everyone you have the capability to make a really strong connection with everyone who purchases from you so I would say, yeah, that's maybe a good way to wrap it up too, is thinking about how we can use it to our advantage that we're a small business and servicing our people online rather than it being a disadvantage. Yeah. So good.
0: Okay, Emily. So if you guys are listening and you're like, I need a little bit more of Emily, I really need a little bit more of her help in my life. How can people reach out to you? for social media help, or maybe they want, mm-hmm. you know, their Instagram up, yeah. or maybe they don't even know how to start a Facebook yeah. group. How can they reach out for some help?
1: Yeah. So I actually just got my website done, which is beautiful. Um, So the easiest way to kind of get all of your questions answered when it comes to services and all that good jazz and what I do um, it's just brandikin social media.com. Um, but if you're not really ready to sign up for anything crazy Following my Instagram is a great idea, which is just Brandiken social media. Um, it's full of a lot of free stuff, a lot of free tips and tricks. Um, so that's also helpful if you just need some more information and maybe because I do have some simple tips there to just get you started and even some actionable steps, as Sierra would say. Uh, But again, if you want a little bit more, checking out my website is good or even DMing me. That's the thing is I'm a small business owner too. So if you DM me, if you comment on one of my posts, I will get back to you and we can, you know, talk through there. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. I think we often forget that if you email me or you DM me and ask me a question, maybe you feel, I don't want to say stuck, but it is a little intimidating, right? You feel like you maybe have to follow through. Now, if you have a question, Just ask it and, you know, I'm happy to answer it and help in any way that I can. Um, So, yeah, just branding and social media basically everywhere.
0: (laughs) That sounds good. And, of course, everything will be in the show notes. Yeah. And if you really want to see what a vibrant Facebook community Mm -hmm. looks like, if you want an example, make sure you're in the Boutique Collective. Um, We're not perfect, but we love our people. If you're a boutique owner and you're not in that group, I would highly encourage you to come on over and join Um, I show up on Tuesdays and give Tuesday trainings. We have a lot of Q and a stuff going on in the feed. We're talking a lot about profit first this month, last month, we were working on a boutique makeover masterclass. There's lots of recordings from past classes. I mean, just a really great place to start getting your feet wet when it comes to building a better business and really trying to put those pieces in place for profitability and peace of mind. So make sure to join us at the boutique collective it's our private and free facebook group free. and then follow emily on social <laughs> reach out to her if you have any questions thanks for listening today thanks emily for joining yeah thank you all right we'll see you guys next time bye for now